We are tonight's entertainment. You can't handle the truth. The fire rises. Pizza time. You're a wizard, Harry. So it begins. You know how much I sacrifice? You think that's air you're breathing? Groovy. I don't have friends. I got family. We are services Trent we're in a different well you're not but I'm in a different locale but with that being said we're closer in locales than we usually are your locale is usually further from my locale I I could uh, walk down the street for like 10 minutes and then there you would be just looking at a blank webcam and you'd be like where'd Trent go and then I would just pop through the door, and then we'd both be on the same webcam. For the audience's sake, I've moved back to New Brunswick, where I go to college, where Trent has been living for the summer. But my apartment building didn't let us move in until August, so or, and the end of August at that. And that's also why your video quality is different and worse now. But that that is just... Uh, not beneficial to me, but it doesn't affect the audience at home. No. Um, usually I disconnect my laptop from my monitor because the camera that we got for my monitor is, like, terrible. It's it's sort of like a fisheye lens and, like, all of your uh, features. It's not a fisheye. Sort of... It's not that bad. But it, no, but it's y- not your good. Fa- your face is just pressed up close to it to get close to the mic, and so it just, like, it looks like your features are distorted. It's... it's... It's not flattering. We'll put it that way. But here we are, and I'm wondering what you've been eating. Okay. I'm sure as a college student, you face this issue like I do. But I was walking home, and I was in a time crunch because we had to record at 1230. And I was very hungry. And so both for conversation and for my own health and wellness, I had to eat something. But... I've been saying I have to go grocery shopping for like several weeks now and I'm finally going today. But even when you say like I'm out of groceries, like there's still probably enough stuff there for you to like scrappily throw something together and it just like won't be particularly coherent. And so I stood outside the bagel shop by the corner of my house for like five minutes just like looking in one direction, which was my house. And then looking at the bagel shop and being like, which would be faster, which would taste better, which would be cheaper, and weighing all of those things. And I ended up coming home, making uh, two scrambled eggs, put some everything but the bagel Trader Joe's seasoning, put some ketchup on it. And then I had two pieces of cinnamon raisin toast that I found, or bread that I turned into toast through toasting that I found in the back of the fridge. But even when you've been saying that you have to go grocery shopping, you can find things from past grocery shops that you forgot about that's a beautiful story and i think inspiring to many yep what about you i woke up and had to watch jaws 3 and then realized i'm gonna have to have something to eat because i opted to have lunch after recording um and so i made some maple brown sugar um oatmeal and so i'm running off of that right now but i'm I'm already a little hungry um Mm. and the quality of this movie is apparently of um great contention Contention. um so maybe this will be a short recording but maybe this will be a long recording who knows you know because we'll either like claw each other's eyes out 
or one of us will just like march march out of the room or or we'll have we'll, or we'll just have to stay here man on man for like several hours until we can definitively decide if this is a good or terrible movie it's it's more a question of am i going to get too hungry that i start trying to shut down our recording or am i going to be too infuriated by your opinions to stop recording so it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and what is going to cause you to cut this episode to short. break. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. With that said, should we just cut into this episode so we can get straight to the meat and potatoes? Oh, the meat. So and the sound- potatoes. You're, sound- you're sounding like Jaws the shark. Jaws right. 3D the shark. Okay. <gasps> Cue the intro. It's a shark! Again, for a third time. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about the movies. Each week we talk about a film and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. But this is different. Listen. This is Jaws Summer. The last two weeks, and this week, and next week, we're talking about the Jaws films. We don't have anybody that worked on those. They're too old. I think we're we're starting to get too old for this shit, you know? Okay. For this many this many sharks, they just keep, they're following us at this point. There's two sharks in this movie, Trent. And there's two podcast hosts for this podcast. I don't think that's a coincidence. Double the standard amount of sharks, but that is the standard amount of podcast hosts. Because. Yeah. So you need someone to talk to. Um, well, I guess maybe you did your pod, solo pod. but You should do a solo pod sometime. It's uh, exhausting. And um, there are, the silences feel very long. And usually when you're talking, I'm thinking about what to say. But when... There's you're you don't aren't reading the production history. I can't like do my pro my standard pros and cons list. You you buy me a lot of time by saying a bunch of words about the film and life and love and beyond. Well, I'm glad I'm so helpful. Um, yeah. Trent, is it time to do a ten word synopsis? Sure, I think it's your turn because last week was same same Brody, same beach, same problems, new shark. Um. Brody's kids at SeaWorld. SeaWorld is one word, right? We could say that. I think um, I'll look into it, but you just you keep talking. Brody's kids at SeaWorld. New sharks. Yes, yeah, SeaWorld's one word, but the W in world is also capitalized, even though it's one word, which is baffling, but okay. Are dealing with it. They deal with it, all right. They deal with it in three D. Um, even though the title card would suggest otherwise, because it just says plainly Jaws three. Even though the poster very enthusiastically says Jaws three D. Yeah. Um. So as the internet would describe it, a giant thirty-five foot shark becomes trapped in a SeaWorld theme park, and it's up to the sons of Police Chief Brody to rescue everyone. Um, the shark in Jaws 1 was 25 feet. This one's 35. So that should, he should so this be like... Must, this is even better than Jaws, the original film, right? 
if the metric for how good the film is is how big theoretically the shark is, then this is like a third better than the first one. Yeah. Um, you want to give me the budget and box office? Sure. The budget is eighteen million dollars, and the box office is eighty-eight million. Which is not terrible, but like, and it cost ten million dollars less than Jaws two, and made less than half what Jaws two made. And less than a fourth of what Jaws 1 made. It seems like they're on a steady decline with their uh, the, their return on investment. I wonder how Jaws 4 The Revenge is going to hold up. I, I was going to say, I think Jaws 4 will really bring everything back up for the Jaws franchise. Well, that... Well, I mean, clearly the first three, they did well enough to justify another one. And the same cannot be said for Jaws for the Revenge. So, uh, something... But maybe it was just such an excellent conclusion that there was just nowhere for the story to go. Yeah, they were just like, this just puts a big bow on everything, and we're not in it for the money. We just wanted to tell the, the, the Brody saga. Um, and once that arc is complete, why... Why, why touch why a good ki- thing? Why taint yeah, it? Yeah, why why keep making movies when uh when the story doesn't call for it? Should I go into production history? Sure. I'll make a pros and cons list while you do. So producers David Brown and Richard Zanuck, the producers for the first two films, originally pitched a second Jaws sequel as a spoof named Jaws Three, comma, People Zero. Uh Maddie Simmons, producer of Animal House, was brought on with Brown and Zanuck taking on executive producer roles. Isn't that an awesome Simmons- name? Yeah, I, I really, uh, I mean, we'll get into my feelings on this movie, but I really wish we got Jaws 3, People 0. What a missed opportunity. And the other thing is, because it's a spoof film, if they wanted to do another three Jaws 3, they probably could, and it would have been fine. Yeah, they still could have jumped. I, last week we were complimenting Jaws 3D just because that is convenient. Um, but Jaws 3, People 0. Wow. And also, I guess, already spoils the ending of Jaws 3. But that kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of People 3, Jaws 0. If you think about the ending of every Jaws film. Uh, I mean, no spoilers. Maybe maybe in this spoof, though, the Jaws would win three times. uh, Yeah, I mean, I read a little bit about it in the IMDb trivia, but it said, like, it opened with... um, Peter Benchley in his pool getting eaten by a shark and like what uh, like where do you go from there so Maddie Simmons outlined a story and commissioned National Lampoon writers John Hughes and Todd Carroll for a script Joe Dante director of Gremlins was briefly pursued as a director but the project was shut down due to conflicts with Universal Studios I feel like this is an insane movie that like, imagine a Jaws 3 directed by Joe Dante and written by John Hughes. Well, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, is that the John Hughes? Or is that just a yes, John Hughes? Yes, that is, that is John Hughes. Like, writer of Home Alone, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Sure, sure. Breakfast Club. But instead we got uh, director Joe Alves, who has never directed a film before and will never direct another film after this. Yeah, so maybe we won in the end. And- I mean, and I, we didn't really bring this up last week, but um, the director for Jaws 2, I forget his name. It's Zwark or something like that. 
Yeah, I looked at his IMDb because I'm like, what do you do after you direct Jaws 2? And he directed like one movie before that, and then he did Jaws 2, and that was like his big break, and then it wasn't good. And then he like basically never directed another movie again. Or like only did only did TV. And I feel like after Spielberg, they're like, this guy's only done one movie, and it worked out great for us. But most people who direct, who have only directed one movie aren't Steven Spielberg, or will not yeah. later become Steven Spielberg. David Brown later said that the studio attitude was that a spoof would have been a mistake and that it would have been like, quote, fouling in your own nest. We should have fouled the nest. It would have been golden, maybe even platinum. So there's laughing that. At, laughing at yourself is awesome. The film was eventually directed by Joe Alves, the production designer for the first two films, and was the second unit director hmm. for Jaws 2. It had been suggested that Alves co-direct the first sequel with Verna Fields when first director John D. Hancock originally left the project. Richard Matheson, writer of Spielberg's Duel, wrote an outline, but the story was ultimately credited to Guerdon Trueblood. Universal forced Matheson to include Brody's two sons and wanted the film to have the same shark that was electrocuted in Jaws 2. Matheson said of the finished film, quote, I'm a good storyteller and I wrote a good outline and a good script. And if they had done it right and if it had been directed by somebody who knew how to direct, I think it would have been an excellent movie. Jaws 3D was the only thing Joe Alves ever directed. The man is a very skilled production designer, but as a director, no. And the so-called 3D just made the film look murky. It had no effect whatsoever. It was a waste of time. So, not a fan. Watching this film in 2D, the greatest uh, challenge was trying to figure out what they thought was in 3D without 3D glasses. Because some, there were a lot of bad effects, but not all the bad effects were 3D. But the really bad ones of just things drifting um, and with really hard edges towards uh, towards the screen, I, I, I think that's my best guess. And there are only like four of them, or like four or five little moments that, and one time the shark, like, you know, breaking the glass. Well, did the did you like when Dennis Quaid shot the like thing and it comes straight at the camera? All I could think about was your comment about like Robert Rodriguez movies where like someone drops a pencil and then it like has the 3D effect on it for literally no fucking reason. Um, yeah. So Guerdon Trueblood allegedly wrote the script based on his experience of a white shark swimming upstream and becoming trapped in a lake. Carl Gottlieb, writer for the first two films, also revised the film script. When casting the film, Roy Scheider declined to reprise his role saying, quote, Mistopheles couldn't talk me into doing it. They knew better than to even ask. Yeah. So, uh, Dennis Quaid said that he was deepest into his cocaine addiction while filming Jaws 3D, and that there is no frame of the movie in which he is not high. So, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I watched that. I, I knew this going into this movie, and it's it's interesting. And sometimes was, you could tell. See, I didn't know, and therefore I couldn't tell. But if this guy could be buzzing off cocaine for, uh, you know, for 90 whole minutes and me not notice, like maybe my coworkers don't realize when I'm high at work, you know, like maybe 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 there's hope for all of us. The film was filmed at SeaWorld Orlando, a marine zoological park and Navarre, Florida, a community in the Florida panhandle near Penascola or Pensacola. The film was released in 3D as the technique was becoming more popular at the time, and many of the scenes that utilized the technique had to be reshot because of the blue screen compositing that had to happen. I didn't even notice. Alan Parker took over composing responsibilities from John Williams, but retained his shark motif. 
Upon release, the film received mostly negative reviews from critics, but was a relative financial success, though it made half of what Jaws 2 made. Trent, fun facts. Do you think they credited Chamu? I didn't. I didn't stick around, but like it wouldn't surprise me if they did. I didn't. Cre- I didn't stick around either. When the movie started, I was. I always just in my head, I was like, "Oh, it takes place in like some theoretical fantasy Sea World." But when they actually said Sea World, and they actually isn't said that Shamu, crazy? I was like, "Did they get cooperation, or do they just not care?" And then to hear that they also actually like filmed would, Sea World. Why would Sea World want that? Because no, I, this is a movie about how everything goes wrong. It it would be like if there was. I was just would be like if there was le- like a like an amusement park, amusement park like gone wrong and s- people get stuck on a ride and it's breaking or something. But it's Six Flags in the movie in the movie, and it's actually Six Flags. And you're like, why would they agree? Like, the, yes, it's good press, but like the optics of what they're saying is possible is that a shark breaks in and a bunch of people die. Which, I mean, it, it is in Florida, which I'm pretty sure there's no great white sharks there. But in the next one, the shark will follow a, a white woman to the Caribbean from Massachusetts. So. Anything. I can't wait. Imagine if they brought back the same shark from Jaws two that we saw literally get exploded a few years ago. I mean these this this is these this is a stupid franchise. Like I don't care. Isn't it weird how like instead of making a spoof of Jaws, they just made like another bad Jaws movie that ends up sort of reflexively being a spoof of Jaws, but just like not. I guess unintentionally they kind of made one. Yeah, but it, instead they just took out all of the exciting creative collaborations that we talked about in the production history, and they just gave us. That that's like if imagine if on like Jaws six, just like this, they're like we got the sound guy from the first one. They're like just anyone who had anything to do with the original. Like we need your leadership, Trent. You want to hit me with some fun facts? So this is Leah Thompson's uh, feature film debut. Um, The shark is said to be 35 feet long, uh, despite budgetary restraint keeping the film from providing a true sense of scale for the creature. And this is, as we said, 10 feet longer than in any of the previous films. This is the only Jaws movie which does not feature any scene set on Amity Island or to be filmed on Martha's Vineyard. Um, This is the only entry in the Jaws series to feature not one but two great white sharks, um, a baby and its mother, if we're being technical. And the film made... 13 million and change in its first weekend and it held the record for highest grossing opening for a three-day film until Spy Kids 3 Game Over uh, in 2003, which made $33 million in its opening weekend, which is a crazy sentence uh, given that it's Spy Kids 3 Game Over. Hey, no. Spy Kids 3 is good. No, no, no. Spy Kids 3 is awesome. Um and Jennifer Jason Lee auditioned for the role that Leah Thompson played, um, Kelly Ann Bukowski. And as we said, this is the only film directed by the director, Joe Alvis. You want to do one-star reviews? Yeah, I think it's one-star reviews. Do you mind if I start? I looked at these ahead of time, and I couldn't believe my eyeballs. Yeah. Um, so James Pascarella comes back yes. for Jaws 3. Much 3D. Like- much no, like Jaws the Shark, he keeps coming back. But this time, James Pascarella, likewise, is in 3D. And his title ref- says, Profanity. No shock there. Trashy language makes a trashy movie. 
stop watching them. Um, if he wasn't satisfied by the first two Jaws movies, especially the first one, because of the mild language, I mean, they're all rated PG, even though, like, they say shit so many times in this movie. Do you think he's gonna watch the next one? I don't want to jinx us. We've come so I far. I really, I, I think he, I think he will. Is he, like, at the top of the reviews, or do you have to, like, search long and hard for them by this point? He's, he's always been at the first page. Um, so I guess people are finding him helpful. Oh, or this is just like this is a fresh wound for him. Mm. Um. Okay. So the next one says this is by Daniel Soria, and it says not even accurate. It says not even scientifically accurate. Sharks don't stay with their mother after birth. Which, if that's true, which like that sounds about right. That sounds like a valid complaint. But I mean, of the things in this movie to complain about, it not being scientifically accurate to me. It's like the least of this movie's concerns. I don't know if it suggests... I Like, it doesn't specifically outline it, but I sort of thought that it was saying that the mother shark came in and then gave birth to the baby shark. Mm. In which case, then they're both just wandering around in the enclosed space because they're never seen together. I assure you I did not retain enough of this movie to tell you. A proper answer. So there will be no Trent's confused. There is no Parth Trent explains. confused. Parth explains. Um, Parth is also confused. Parth is very and confused. No one can. Parth even is start angry. To explain, angry. This movie was interesting. Yeah. You should spit on the camera lens, and I'll feel your disgust in 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 three D. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah. So this next one is from JJ, and it says, "Very bad. This movie was so bloody." My boyfriend and I left the show five minutes tops. The shark was always attacking people. The surfer was so bloody at the end of the movie. I went to California to complain to the producer. And what I don't understand about this is there's so much. It's one thing if you see it's one thing if you see Jaws and you're like, I don't know what I'm in for. But by the point you get to Jaws 3D, you don't know what you're coming for. You don't know that the shark's going to be killing people, and you're going to California. I don't think so. That's I call bullshit. Wait, my problem. I I I thought we were going to complain about the same thing, but there are two. Uh, there are two uh, sentences that. Uh, what's the word? They uh they contradict each other, and it's my boyfriend and I left the show five minutes tops. Also, this is a movie, and then it's the surfer was so bloody at the end of the movie. So did oh, you leave yeah. at the beginning, or did you get to the end? But also, what surfer are they talking about? Are they talking about, like, the people the jet on skiers? the... jet skiers? Or the yeah. water skiers? That's, yeah. Um, the shark was always attacking people. Yeah, that's what we're here to do. Do you think, like, are people crazy? Is this a crazy person who's just, like, saying words? Or is this a crazy person who actually so. went to California? Like, obviously, you're not going to find the producer. And yeah, no, this is just a crazy person. I think this is just a liar. But are they crazy, or are they lying, or are they kidding? Or is it some like, combination I think, I think, of all three? I think some com- combination. Like, I, I think they're being facetious when they say that they left the movie five minutes tops. Um, I mean, I think cl- it's, clearly, I think it's, get, given yeah, they're it's complaining more, about the entirety of the movie. I think it's more so that they would have left the movie, and I don't think they actually went to California. Because that sounds ridiculous. Do you want to talk about this movie in 3D? 
Yeah, I guess so. Um, now, Trent, I, do you want to do you want to read the texts that I sent you? We we did this sure, last time. Sure, sure. I yeah, mean, these no, are interspersed I, I, with like us figuring out when we're gonna schedule our recording times for pod this semester. So you might have to skip those, but. No, I, I'd happily, uh, I would like it if this became a permanent fixture of to have our, our normal sobering lives, um, on, so sure. public. Um, okay. So you started off by saying Jaws 3D is so weird. Um, and then we negotiated start times. Um, and then, I mean, you can just read the text verbatim if you want. I I don't mind people on no, no, the schedule. No, of course not. Uh, um, and then I sent, and then we got distracted. But then I sent you a picture to show you that I was also currently watching Jaws 3D, and it's a happened to be a frame of the shark. And I said Jaws has big gums, and then you just said the effects are so awful. Oh, but also earlier I missed it when you said just plainly this movie is terrible. Yeah, when you started out by saying. That it was interesting. Oh no, you just said it was weird. And this was still when I was early on in the movie. And I was really enjoying all the setup. Because I'm like, it's like Jurassic Park, but with a shark. And um, they're definitely doing something different. Because it felt like Jaws 2 was so much of the same. That I definitely appreciated the effort. Um, And I didn't, like, this is going to sound weird. But I almost, like, the first act or so, when it was mostly, like, human elements, or, like, just people talking about SeaWorld, or, like, all the setup, I was pretty down with it. And then where they lost me is when people started getting eaten, and I'm like, people are here to watch other people get eaten by the shark, and it's literally so terrible at showing this big robot shark interact with the human actors. Yeah, no, it's not pretty. But... What I will say is I really liked, I think we watched two people get swallowed whole in this film. And I liked it when the guy was still alive inside of Jaws. And then he kind of just like turned into like a, like it seemed like he was unscathed on his way in. And then he just like blew up with a bunch of blood. But I thought that's how they were going to take out Jaws was to kill him from the inside. They had a man on the inside. (laughs) But that would have been awesome. Literally, I looked at the timestamp, and there was like four minutes left, and it was before Jaws came through the the glass, and I was like, Jaws is definitely going to die, and they're definitely going to have to blow him up. How are they going to shoehorn that? And with like all of 120 seconds, they killed the shark and then froze framed. Some dolphins did some spinny tricks, and the movie was fucking over. Unit production designed by, you know. Or unit unit production manager is that who they show first? It's like something yes, weird like that. Yeah. So like, riddle me this: the final shot of freeze frame dolphins on either side framing the central characters like celebrating in the middle. Do the directors know that that's silly, or are they just like that's how you end a fucking movie? Um. I well, I mean, it was also the eighties, so like, I, I feel like, you know, this is. The- time period where Rocky 4 is coming out. So, like, maybe we're in a point of American excess where people are like, fuck yeah, you know? But it... Maybe... Uh, sh- sh- I I know we're going to drink on next week's episode. Maybe since it's the 80s, oh God, we, yeah. sh- 
We should have done coke on this week's episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe. Uh, well, who knows what we do, what else we do for Jaws the Revenge, you know? Um, but should I get into my, my what's not working? Uh, sure, if, that, if that's where it feels, it feels right to start. Um, well, or maybe I'll start with what's working. I, I kind of like you. When I said that this movie was so weird, I, I didn't hate it, but all the character interactions felt so, I don't know how to explain it, but it's so bizarre. Everyone was too happy. Everyone liked each other a little bit too much. Like, uh, like the, like, what's his fucking name? Main guy. Um, Mike, Mike, Dennis Quaid, Brody? Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. Him, I'm just so, in- and, I'm so entrenched in the narrative, the character in Jaws lore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Brody saga. Yeah. So the Brody siblings and, uh, Mike Brody's girlfriend are all like hugging and happy and going to a bar. And I'm like, this is, I don't know. They're too happy. It's unsettling. And, um, also they keep aging these men up so drastically movie to movie by disproportionate amounts given the amount of time that has passed within the releases of the film like i guess it's okay here because they don't say how long it's been Mm -hmm. to my knowledge and so this could be in the future but he's not like in his young i mean maybe he's meant to be in his early 20s but he looks like a grown man he looks like he's in his 30s well, I it's implied. I mean, he's only like a few years older than his younger brother, and he was like, "Did you pass all your exams?" And so I was like, "Okay, so this guy's only a few years out of college." But I was like, "This is a full grown man." He's so old, but at the same time, I was like, "Whatever, this is a me thing. <laughs> like, this is not like I. I guess I can't go into Jaws 3D, um, hoping." For that much other than sharks attacking people and for it to be fun and exciting and engaging. And um, it's none of those three things. Every effect looks bad. Like the one of the things, one of the complaints or sorry, one of the things that I enjoyed about Jaws 2 was that from a production standpoint, it still looked pretty good. Mm. Um, it's not done or it's not directed as skillfully as Spielberg with the first movie, obviously, but it still looks like they're out on the real water. There's still like an air of like, this is a real movie. And then you get to this movie and the blue screen is so awful. You can see the matte edges everywhere. You can see it's so terrible. And like, it made me upset because I was like, that was the one thing. That, like, this movie is not that much less expensive than Jaws 2. The only reason Jaws 2 has such a big production budget is because they started shooting the film, then had to shut down the film because they replaced the director. And that's why it costs so much money. So why does this look so bad? This looked like a direct-to-video sequel to Jaws 2. And for this movie to cost $18 million is embarrassing. I'm sorry. It's terrible. And I understand that they wanted to have 3D elements, but they overreached. They shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. It looks so bad to the point where I don't care about these human characters. I don't care about fucking SeaWorld. Fuck SeaWorld. I don't care about the effects. It's so bad. It made me so... More than angry, I was like, this is baffling. 
that this is the movie that they made. Yeah, yeah I think baffling off uh, off the record was the our our collective consensus was the only word that we could use to describe how all the creative choices that were made. Your straight to video comment reminds me of a f- way too specific Family Guy cutaway, and they were like something something. This is like. A Disney straight to home video thing, and then it's like Aladdin two. Jafar needs glasses, um, and then it's him at the optometrist, and he goes number one, number two, and then he's like, uh, number one's a bit blurry. Um, but this is, I know Michael Caine is gonna be in the next one. Um, but isn't it weird to see like actual famous people, i.e., Leah Thompson and Dennis Quaid, in like the third installment of like a bad, which is that it feels like a TV movie where like everyone should just be like forgettable faces. But it's weird when like I know famous people are in bad movies, um, but maybe it worked out nicely for them that they then became. Or Dennis Quaid was the star of the film, but like Leah Thompson becoming more famous definitely helps their production value. Oh, another thing. I realized while watching the movie, the, like, control rooms that they're in look like, like, 50s... They look like Star Trek sets or something. And I give Star Trek a pass because that was made in the 60s and was a television show. But this looks so terrible. And you brought up the the shark crashing into the window or into into the, 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 the... Theoretically, oh. the most impressive 3D effect, which says absolutely nothing. It's so bad. I like the fish head that spirals in the opening credits, which I was like, is this supposed to be 3D? Like, I can't imagine it's not. Because otherwise, yeah. what's the point? Um, it's crazy when you have these shots underwater of things like floating. And I, like, I guess in theaters, that would maybe be more like, well, okay, I guess I see what you're doing. But. My thing with 3D is the majority of people will only ever see this in 2D. So you can make it work for 3D, but it better work in 2D. Um, Because people don't own 3D TVs. People won't buy the 3D Blu-ray. It's not going to happen, and it never really will happen. Um, And this movie suffers incredibly as a result of trying to push 3D onto it. In the 80s or whenever this came out, when you go to the movie theaters to see a 3D movie, are they giving you, like, the red and blue glasses? Or is it, like... they're giving you disposable glasses, yeah. But it's not... Like, I feel like I would... Maybe just for the gimmick. Now I feel like it's so boring when they just give you, like, a black pair of of unmarked sunglasses that just, like, get that give you a headache more than anything. I haven't purposely seen a 3D movie in a long time because... Um, I, it, it like hurts my eyes and I'll, I'll spend half the time with the glasses off just looking at the blurry screen. I never had a problem like headache wise with 3D, but I've never liked it, f- never truly liked it for two reasons. One is that there's a lot of light loss, like mm. it, it's much dimmer. And then the second reason is that I don't like the idea that like the movie I don't like I'm always aware that like there's frames around me and like I guess because I don't wear glasses maybe that's a thing like I just if you wore glasses if you wore glasses then that would be less of a thing for you when you wear glasses glasses do you double up do you put the 3d glasses over your real glasses because otherwise I I guess you must 
Well, actually, yes, I know this because Viraj has glasses, and when he goes to 3D movies, he has to put them over it. Um, and that just, it's, I don't know, I, the, th- the problem I have with 3D is that it's not, it's, it's an obstruction. It's something stopping you from getting to the movie. And to me, that the whole point of 3D is to be immersive. And so, like, that makes sense in VR when you put a VR headset on, but, like, then everything in your field of view is the VR world. But with 3D, it's not really immersive if there's a... I don't know. It just doesn't... It it never makes sense to me. I either want standard movie no gimmicks, or I want, like, the Disney World, like, 4D experience Lilo and Stitch ride, where I can, like, feel things, like, running across my feet, and then there are, like, smells being pushed into the air, and, like, Have you ever seen a movie in 4DX? No, but I, I, uh, I heard... I I want to. I, I heard friend of the show on Eye of the Duck, your companion podcast... Uh, talk about seeing Baby Driver in f- 4DX or whatever, and that it just smelt like burnt rubber, and that he was just getting thrown around in his chair. And um, I-, I thought that would... that What is a good movie where you're, like, not going to get hurt or you're going to get uh, flattering smells sent in your direction? Yeah. Do you remember Spy Kids 4 with the scratch and sniff? <sighs> Um, isn't Spy Kids 4 the one with different kids? Yeah. But I different think the Spy girl kids. shows up from Carmen? the first three. Yeah. Uh, not Junie. Um, no, but that sounds like an They couldn't afford Junie. That sounds like, yeah, no, Junie's day, day rate was too high. Um, yeah, Junie had a heart out. Um, <laughs> wait, but, um... I like the gimmick of a scratch and sniff. I'm, did Robert Rodriguez any, have anything to do with that? Yeah, I'm sure he did. I mean, that's how the movie was released. Because it was in 4D with the fourth dimension being smell, I guess. So are they just handing you a card? But like, when are, how are they indicating... As I remember, you were given... Um, were you a part of this? A card. Or did you just read about no. it? No, 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 no. Well, my friends went. But I I didn't go because I thought it was stupid. I didn't like that they didn't have the original kids from the first three movies. Um, yeah, it's a, but like, how are they indicating on screen that it's time for you to scratch whatever? No idea. Because sm- I remember watching Spy Kids or no Shark Boy and Lava Girl the DVD the movie would like pause and it would be like now put on your three D glasses and then they would like go into the dream world. But it would be, like, pretty abrupt and uh, abrasive to do that, like, at a movie theater. I guess I have no idea how they would do it without either spoiling the movie on your scratch and sniff card. Like, when this happens, scratch here. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's, like, an object on screen, and it's, like, the the thing you would be scratching off was that object. I don't know. Yeah. But enough about Spy Kids 4. No, no, it's crazy how, how intertwined the Jaws 3D and the Jaws 3 game or, or and the Spy Kids 3 game over conversations are. That could it be really like our special that could be our special episode. If yeah. We, if we ever need to fill a week somewhere. Wait, can I say something positive about the movie? If you must. I think I've never been to SeaWorld, and it's probably an exploitative institution. But there is a surprising amount 
um, of real animals doing cool stuff. Um, and I'm sure Shamu is a nice guy, but Sham- Shamu makes an appearance. There's a bunch of dolphins doing spins. And then, like, underwater, I'm like, huh, you're actually, like, seeing, like, fish and wildlife. Like, probably to a uh, unrealistic point, because I doubt the coral reefs are as healthy, that healthy in Florida. Um, but I was like, huh, you're seeing some cool ocean critters, which can't really be said for the first two, because they have, the first one has too much going for it. And then the second one is all robot shark. And this one, like, shows... I mean, maybe they, maybe it's because the 90 minute runtime or just they knew that the shark looked like garbage, but I feel like collectively the shark is on screen for like 90 seconds. I mean, it's shocking how like incompetently this is handled. They, there, I, during my Jaws 2 research, there was a YouTube video and it was five minutes long and it, it, it was every shot of the shark from Jaws 2. And so I, even by that metric, there's like several, times more shark in Jaws 2 than there is in Jaws 3D. But at least, like, you get to see... In 3D, it's, like, magnified. So it's like you can, like, multiply it, and there's two sharks. So, you know, just do the math. Do the math. And at least we got the dolphin freeze frame at the end. And, you know, I think that counts for a lot. I know it's not a shark, but it's something more, you know? I wanted the... Well, I wanted the dolphins to be more involved. I did I wanted like them the to do- be a part of the way The they, ending. Yes. That's what... Uh, be- like, it feels like Chekhov's gun. Like, it feels like you set these animals up. And that... And, like, obviously they're dolphins. But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like you set that... They have set them up to be a part of it. I, I wanted the, the, the big triumph at the end to be... The, the dolphins are smarter than the sharks. We teamed up with them and we defeated the big evil. The mammals defeated the fishes. You, you made a promise to a dolphin. Uh, look at that. Yeah. But instead, it's a Chekhov's gun in the way that I mean, every Jaws movie does this. And I even read it in the trivia where they're like every Jaws movie uh, casually establishes the way that the shark will eventually be killed. And it does it less and less subtly each time but this time they're just like hey you can't bring grenades into the shock tank and then at the end someone with a grenade gets eaten um and then his like full body is just like sitting there and then uh you know i don't know if grenades work underwater i'm sure that's like the least of our problems here yeah wait uh i did like when they were holding on to the dolphin fins and they were getting chased by the shark yeah sure um, and, a, a, in the research, it said that one of the dolphins who played one of the dolphin characters is still alive and you can visit it in SeaWorld. Oh, I saw and, that. Yeah. And do all of the stuff here, like hold onto its fin and have it carry you around. Yeah. That's, Didn't they, that's they, interesting. They showed a lot of shots of like jaws, but like from its tail. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I mean, I just, I don't have much to say. I just feel like this is like a, like, I think I'm a little bit more vitriolic towards it than is necessary, but I think the drop off in quality of just like competency from Jaws, even Jaws 2 to Jaws 3 is so drastic. Uh, Just for the sake of saying words, so this isn't one of our shortest episodes to date is- It's not that short. 
No. Uh, friend of the show, Jorn Sikfus, I watched it with her this morning, and she told me something that I didn't remember about myself, and she said, freshman year, do you know the game that they play in this, like, at the bar? Called, like, standoff or whatever, yeah, where yeah, they, like, yeah. try to push each other over? She was like, freshman year, well, we started watching the movie, and she was like, I haven't seen this, but at, like, my cousin's beach house or something, we used to watch this, and it's all coming back to me now. And then she was like, freshman year, I tried to explain this standoff game to you. And she was like, it's in Jaws. And I was like, I've seen Jaws, and they're not playing this game in it. And we just came to a standoff. But um, now, I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know if it's Francis Ford Coppola or maybe the person who wrote The Godfather, but I know someone has a quote about that even if you're making a movie, you should teach the audience how to do something during it. And mm. it's night. So in The Godfather, they like teach you how to make pasta sauce or whatever. And so in this, they teach you about shark safety and how to play a fun bar game, mm. which is basically just like push each other over. In which case, I'm not sure how a small person like Leah Thompson ever defeats a big I, I, man. I was wondering what the logistics of this game were going to be that she could in any way push this man over. Yeah, Trent is Trent is sh- putting up his hands and putting him back back and forth to simulate playing the game standoff. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else to say? Where do we go from here? I'm kind of impressed that we've gotten this far and that you Probably haven't Jaws the Revenge. I'm surprised you haven't keeled over from your hunger or boredom or anger so far. I'm feeling that's you know what I'm probably really angry right now, pop partially because of my hunger. Go eat a Snickers, and then you'll come back a changed man, and you'll be much more enthusiastic about the film. You're not and you se- when you're hungry, you know? And Yeah, and sequels in general. Um, should we enter the gauntlet? I think it's I think it's time. The ratings gauntlet? Oh. The ratings gauntlet? Yeah, I think it's time. You- Wait, there's a bright light outside the window. It's oh, getting- no! It's getting kind of hot in here. Skin! My skin! in the ratings gauntlet now. There's a shark in the nuclear bomb! It bit my leg! Don't worry, the dolphins are here. Do you know in Jaws 2 when it's like the sailboat scene and she's just, and the girl's like, swim faster, Eddie! Swim faster! Yeah. And she, she just keeps screaming swim and it's like nothing gets you out of a shark attack like someone screaming, shark! Shark! Swim faster! I guess in her defense, what else are you going to do? No, no, I understand. But it's just like, from a screenplay standpoint, it's like they really just wrote a bunch of times. Swim faster. There's a shark. In a movie about sharks, only so many times can someone say, There's a shark. Because... After three movies of sharks coming, you can you start to expect a shark. But in this movie, they're like, there's two sharks. And they've been here the whole time. 
And if both the sharks have been here the whole time, who's flying the plane? All right. Who goes first? Me? You? You. You. you you're, you're more acidic than I am right now. Um, I would not rewatch this movie, I don't think. Never would, again in your lifetime? Or just your... I, in- I don't think... I don't think there's a time that I'm rewatching this. Unless you, for some reason, put it on. I, I, I don't think anybody in my life is particularly a rabid fan of Jaws 3D. I can't even say what I said for Jaws 2. What, what I said for Jaws 2 was like, yeah, you know, the story gets a little slow. You get lost in the second act. Uh, there's a little bit of melodrama. But at least, like, the kills. Like, if you're, if, if you're yeah. drunk or it's late at night, You'll enjoy the kills. Oh, another thing that I guess I didn't bring up. The shark is kind of like Michael Myers' mask in Halloween. In that it looks great in the first movie. And then each subsequent release has a worse looking shark. Well, I guess Halloween 2 has like the same mask. But I just feel like he looks less cool. Yes, and it's like, it's so simple, and all you have to do is copy yourself, and yet it gets significantly worse each time. Even though you have, like, so much reference to try to make... Because if you just made it exactly the same, everyone would be happy. But, um, no, I don't think I'm rewatching this anytime. I would only recommend this if you are doing what we are doing in going through the Jaws filmography. Otherwise, I don't think it's a particularly necessary film to watch. Like a three out of ten. I don't know. If if we were gonna do a a real special episode, I feel like uh, Spy Kids three Spy Kids three wouldn't be that applicable. But what would be would be the Meg, because uh, oh. I feel like that's or forty seven be... meters down. Wow, both of those are like so mediocre that I can't decide which one I'd rather do. Yeah, me neither. It's almost like like I know. This sounds gatekeepy, but like, why is anyone trying to make a shark movie? I, like, if you have a really good example, you're just gonna be worse Jaws. Um, and like, I understand that. Shark. It's shark- kind of funny that Spielberg kind of cornered the shark and dinosaur dinosaur areas market. of yeah. In that, and, and like, friendly aliens, in that if anyone tries to do it, they'll just be accused of doing it less good than Steve. I, yeah. I feel like Back to the Future has done that for time travel, where you're like, how is this uh, yes and Yes and no, in that, uh, like, I've there's plenty of other time travel movies that I can name that aren't, like, they aren't necessarily tied to, um, Back to like, the I don't know that you would, like... I guess Tenet isn't really a time travel movie, but, like, that's kind of a time travel movie, and, like, that's not really, like, Back to the Future. But, like, sharks and dinosaurs are things that you would think, like, that's made for the movies, and they were never properly tackled until Steve does it. And since Steve does it, nobody's done it better. Not even Steve. He couldn't even make a better Jurassic Park movie. True. Uh, it's the fact that he made it first and he made it best that just like the iconography, um, like it's like if any logical person was brainstorming for a shark movie, they'd be like, okay, so we got some shark POV, you got, uh, well, some underwater stuff like X, Y, and Z, like they did all of them perfectly so that 
you would have to think so far outside the box to make a shark movie that isn't like directly copying it. All right, give me your gauntlet. I'm still a little damaged from the nuclear bomb, so just get so don't mind me. Uh, do I look different? Is my face like? Am I just a skeleton you look now? Cuter. I don't know how to oh. explain it, but now that my skin has been disintegrated and I'm just yeah. a pile of you're just dust. flesh bone. Yeah. Um. I. I will say about halfway through the movie, like before there was too much shark, I was like pretty convinced that I was going to walk away being pleasantly surprised and that I was going to think that this was better and more interesting than Jaws 2. And by the end of the film, I don't know if that can be said. Let me just say it had me for a second. Um, and I really am surprisingly down with like most of the human interaction and they lose me with the shark. They're and it, so weird. And it should all be... All the humans are so weird. It should be the other way. I should be down for all the shark stuff, and I should be bored during the human stuff. Um, but now... Um, so, with that being said, would I recommend it? Not really. Would I rewatch it? Um, like, maybe if it was on TV, on the TV guide, I would hit on it for, like, a minute. But I'm definitely never, like, starting from the beginning again without a proper pair of 3D glasses. And my rating... What did I give Jaws 2? Like a 6? A 5.5, I believe. Okay, so with that being said, that seems low now compared to how I feel about this. And so, uh, maybe retroactively, I respect that more, and I'm going to give this, like... A four and a half. Because I didn't hate myself at all, but by the end, I was, uh, I, I couldn't live in my fantasy world that this wasn't a bad movie. Well, I guess that closes out Jaws 3D, huh? But next week is gonna be the end of summer chaos. Yeah. It's, end of summer antics. It's gonna be Jaws the Revenge, the finale to Jaws Summer. Um, and you can go listen to this ep well that episode uh, next yeah. week and any of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Um, and if you're if you're going through the trouble of listening, you might as well give us a good five star review or write a review. Uh, that would be super cool. Tell your friends about the show. That would be nice. Um, and next week, if you haven't heard, something is going to be different about Parth and I. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to be impaired. Uh, we're going to yes. be drinking on pod, drunk on pod. Uh, it's going to go, it's, uh, we have to schedule that. Um, no, maybe we'll get so drunk that there will be major technical difficulties and it'll become like the lost episode. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Remember when we recorded like the first 20 minutes of our Promising Young Woman intro and then I was like, yes. I wasn't recording and then we had to try to recreate that conversation verbatim. That, yeah, that was intense. That would be like actual torture to to get drunk twice. Like getting drunk once for Jaws the Revenge sounds like heaven, but twice sounds like hell. Well, anyways, uh, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter 
And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. And beyond Jaws Summer. We'll talk about movies that don't Oh, and we've got we've got some exciting things coming up after Jaws. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once we're done talking about sharks, we'll talk about other stuff. That I, I can't wait to bring up. So see us soon. Bye guys. Right. It's a shark. A shark, you say? Mm-hmm.